This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Croshaw. How are you doing today, Chase? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing very well on this Tuesday afternoon because of daylight savings time, of course. It's going to be nice and bright when I get out of the office, so it's going to be awesome to walk home and some sunlight and starting to warm up too i i got shorts on today yeah I, so do i and i i got no complaints honestly i'm loving it yeah i think it's supposed to be 60 on thursday so we're getting up there it's getting pretty hot but chase we got a lot of news to talk about today and then we're also going to do a home stretch playoff prediction um you know we still got about a month left in the season until playoffs actually start so we wanted to uh, give our prediction about a month out. Uh, then we're going to do a poll result and give you guys a new poll. And then we're going to finish it with hockey name of the day. But Chase, first up, we got to go over all of the news that we have in the NHL world. And a lot of it actually surrounds the coronavirus right now. Multiple European leagues are currently canceling play because of the coronavirus. Yeah, so, you know, we talked already about you know, just a couple episodes ago about international tournaments starting to get canceled. Well, now leagues are officially starting to get canceled. So far, the Dell, which is the German league, and the EBEL, which is the Austrian league, have canceled the rest of their season. So no no more playoffs. So a lot of players in that league, their seasons are over. Uh, most likely the NLA, which is the top sports league, and the extra league, which both the Czech and Slovakian leagues both have the same name, so both both those leagues are very well possibly shutting down for the rest of the year too. Wouldn't be too surprised if that happens coming up in the next few days. Uh, so you know, it's it, it really sucks. You know, these leagues aren't going to have champions this year. Uh, guys that have playoff bonuses, playoff incentives, they're they're not going to get that money. Uh, their seasons end. Some prospects playing in those leagues don't get those extra playoff games to show how they are in clutch times. And they also don't get to play in the international tournaments that are being canceled. So, you know, it, it just kind of sucks for everybody involved. Yeah, and it's honestly killing the whole sports world right now because in soccer we see leagues are actually canceled in Italy now. Uh, leagues are going on with play with no fans. 
the NBA has talked about playing with no fans. Uh, and then we got another story here coming up where there might be no fans at another game. But the coronavirus has really swept the country. And even here, where I'm at, Michigan State University, they're talking about going to strictly online classes. We would no longer meet. And this was the first time I heard of it. Today was the first time I heard of that. And it was in my class that was, you know, just two hours ago. And apparently, it's pretty likely, and we may not be in class on Thursday, which is crazy to think about because this is the first time I think about or I've heard about it. And now, in two days, all of my classes might be converted to online classes. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, that's that's something like that. You know, for using the school example, I got you know it's going to cost the school a lot of money, but you got you got to take public health, you know, into perspective especially you know when, when you're on campus you know you're such a tight condensed area in classrooms living in dorms so you know you, you gotta do what you gotta do and then just in general in the sports world same thing you know sitting people in 20,000 seat stadiums you're you know you're really on top of each other seats so tend to be pretty small close to each other so disease and sicknesses can be spread so easily so i i get you gotta do what you gotta do it just really sucks yeah, it most definitely does. Uh, next up, we want to talk about the NHL media and how locker room access has been taken away, which I'm going into that field, so that would absolutely suck if I was a professional and I couldn't go into the locker room talk to players after the games and stuff, but uh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, I know the players certainly do not care. The players are probably happy. I know, you know, I, I believe it was Marty Baron who t- tweeted that when they were playing in uh, – in, in the worlds, like after like after games, there would be no press, so they would just go drink a bunch of beers in the locker rooms because you couldn't have access to the locker rooms. So you know that type of thing will probably start happening now. It's better for team camaraderie, honestly. So for the team aspect, I'm sure they're not complaining, but for the fan aspect, for fans trying to get into a look into the league, for the media aspect, for people trying to work their jobs, that, that's just a crucial aspect of the game that they just no longer have access to. Yeah, and then more fan impact coming for the San Jose Shark games as Santa Clara has put a ban on mass gatherings through the end of March. Definitely going to impact those San Jose games. Yeah, uh, they don't have a game until March 17th at home, thankfully, so they're not missing out on any uh, dollars for the next, as today's today March 10th for the next week. Uh, but from there, we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, if if no one's allowed to go to those games, that's a lot of money that's going to be lost out on because tickets that are already bought are going to have to be refunded. So the team's going to have to give that money back. And it, like, this is killer for a league like this. Like The, the NHL is, is obviously a popular league. They make a lot of money. But if the, the last 15 games of every team season, like there's no one going to the games, that's, that's hundreds of millions of dollars lost. It's significant money lost. Yeah, most definitely. And that has not been clarified across the whole league that, you know, fans won't be able to attend games. But there is that worry because of other leagues doing that, you know, in soccer and basketball and stuff like that. Uh, there's also the worry that, hey, maybe we're not going to have a Stanley Cup champion this this year. Chase, what what is your concern level, I should say, on both of those aspects occurring? Do you think we're going to have a Stanley Cup champ, as well as do you think fans are going to be able to enjoy playoffs in their home state? I think fans going to games, the concern of, of that being taken away is actually very high for me. I personally think that, like I, as I said, I get trying to get you know be proactive for public safety, but 
it, like it, it is a bit of an over overreaction. People are trying to react too quickly. I know that you got to stop the spread of this disease because how quickly it's spreading and there's not really a pure just like cure stop for it right now. But you know it it sucks for fans and I'm I'm very nervous about it. Uh, but for a Stanley Cup champion, I would be utterly shocked if the playoffs were just canceled. I think the NHL plays out their playoffs regardless. Okay, cool. Uh, and then, Chase, on your point of the overreaction of this coronavirus, I just wanted to mention earlier today I saw two videos of women fighting each other over toilet paper in grocery stores. So it is quite crazy out there what the coronavirus spread is doing. Uh, obviously, we got to stay safe. Uh, public health has to be at its highest point right now. But, yeah, when you're fighting other people – for toilet paper that's that may be overreacting just a bit all right chase let's now move on to a little bit more positive news and this would be in the form of college free agent signings Uh, we got three that have signed with nhl clubs two of them from my michigan state university so that's pretty cool Uh, let's start off with patrick kodorenko Yep, so first up, Patrick Kordorenko, uh signed the entry level with the New York Rangers, coming off of a productive senior season at Michigan State, 33 points in 36 games. Was never a guy who was a big-time scorer, but at six foot two one, he has pretty ideal NHL size for a guy who has potential to play bottom six, you know, center or wing for you. Uh, he'll likely start a season in Hartford. He'll, he'll probably won't kick off his entry level until next year because there's just really no need for – uh, a team like New York to do that at this point. So, you know, he'll go going to Hartford, play out the rest of the season, uh, buy for a spot in the NHL team next year. Yeah, most definitely. Patrick Kodorenko, he was actually one of our better goal scorers here at Michigan State. And, at, like, I'm not saying that's, that's sad by any means because he can definitely put the puck in the back of the net and he won't be a, a high scorer when it comes to the NHL level, but – he can still put the puck in the net, I guess is where I'm getting at. Uh, the one thing I want to say about this college free agent class is it's not like past free agent classes with like Jimmy VC, Buchnevich, Danny DeKaiser, stuff like that. It's a little bit more, um, I guess, downsized, not, not as many stars. But there's still some good players that you can find, some guys that can fill out your top nine that can do some work for you. Yeah, it's a pretty underwhelming class. It's, I think this is the best way to explain it. Like, there's like guys will play in the NHL. There, there, there always is. Uh, the number will be lower than other years, in my opinion. A lot of the guys that will play in the NHL are guys that are already owned by NHL teams that are just getting signed finally. Uh, but you know, there, there's a couple just pure free agents that have a chance. It's just this whole like college season. Like the the best players tend to be the younger already drafted players, which ha- which happens a lot. But like you, usually there's someone that's junior senior season that has a big season that gets an NHL contract, but not necessarily the case this year. Yeah, most definitely. Underwhelming is a great word to put there. I uh, just couldn't come up with it. I guess. Uh, next up, Chase. Let's talk about a, another Spartan, and this is Jared Roseberg. Yep. So Jared Roseberg, he signed with the Dallas Stars. Uh, just like his counterpart, he will start this or start his pro career in the American League. Another guy who was a a pretty good scorer playing uh, NCAA hockey, like as a, especially as a defenseman, wasn't like a big time scorer, but 
he consistently got double-digit points every single year that he played. He got double-digit points, had a redshirt year that first year. Uh, 23 years old at 6'2", 205. He's another guy who's got good size to be your, you know, second pair if you need him, probably third pair. Uh, NHL defenseman can shut down, play a little bit of PK. You can use him in the, like in the offensive zone too. Won't be like a power play guy, but a, a guy who will try to round out his game in Texas this year and then make the NHL jump next year. Yeah, most definitely. He's got some pretty good size on him as well. And for some reason, it seems like Dallas can always find some gems in defensemen. Like uh, a couple years ago, they had, uh, what is it, Yerky Yokopaka or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they found some defensemen that weren't very highly touted and were able to convert them into, you know, fringe NHL defensemen or uh, the top six defensemen there. So uh, it, it'll be nice to see if Jared gets a chance there, and hopefully we can see him up in the NHL. I'd love it because, uh, you know, he went to my school. But next up, Chase, and last but not least, Drew O'Connor. He is rumored to be going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, so nothing has been official yet on this one. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't yet. I'm sure by the time this episode released, something official will happen. That's the way it works out. But Drew O'Connor of Dartmouth has reportedly signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I would suspect that he is someone who immediately makes the NHL jump and tries to help them with their playoff push this year. Personally, I think he's got the ability to. You know, he, he is a guy who is just the definition of a late bloomer. He has six foot one, one ninety. He was playing NCDC hockey just before playing college hockey. And NCDC is, for those you don't know, it's a junior league that is not necessarily known for putting out top tier talent. He you know, he got a couple games in the NAL, couldn't say in the, in the NAL, had to go to the NCDC, ended up getting into Dartmouth and just performed. Been a goal scorer, seventeen his freshman year, twenty one his sophomore year, and then signs this summer or this spring technically I should really say so you know Pittsburgh gets a good value uh, of a, a guy who has that ability to make an initial impact right away but even if not go down to Wilkes-Barre and do the same thing as the other two by first spot next year yeah and from what I've read is that Drew O'Connor coming into his draft year was only 5'8 uh, about like 160 when it comes to weight and obviously teams have a little bit tougher time when it comes to undersized players now when you have great players out there like Cole Caulfield and Johnny Gaudreau size doesn't matter but when it comes to a guy you're looking at maybe in the seventh round you're going to pick the guy who's bigger rather than the smaller guy Uh, Drew O'Connor he hits that growth spurt uh, after his draft year now 6'1 190 like Chase said he's going to get a chance with the Penguins and it would be cool to see uh, him perform well uh, hopefully not against our Tampa Bay Lightning, though, if it is in this year's playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And just further note on this kid, just kind of show how truly late of a developer he is. Obviously, you, know, you mentioned he had that growth spurt. So his only time being drafted in a league was when he was 19 years old. And in 2017, he was a 19th round pick in the USHL draft, never even played in the USHL. So to be drafted in the USHL at 19, and that's your first time being drafted, that usually shows you're not a very promising player. Uh, but just... Everyone, you know, is on a different development curve, and you just, it just shows that you got got to be patient with guys. You know, you, you can't rush somebody. Uh, you might draft somebody in the NHL draft who they need six years to be NHL ready, but after six years, they're going to be one of the best players in the league. You just got to have patience. 
Yeah, most definitely. Clicks at different time for different players. We've mentioned Tim Thomas a couple of times when we were talking late bloomers already in the Bolts broadcast. You know, he came in at, what, 27, 28, and he won a Stanley Cup for the Boston Bruins. So, not too bad. Yeah, 100%. It's it's all about, especially with goalies. Gosh, yeah, you got to be patient. If you think a goalie, uh, there's very few goalies that are, like, ready at 21, 22. If you think a goalie's can be ready that early you expect them to be ready that early you gotta adjust your expectations it's 24 25 like very often carter hart he you know he, he's a rare exception matt murray is an exception you know like like those younger goalies are their exceptions yeah most definitely all right chase the last piece of news that we're going to talk about in this episode is the condensed nhl schedule and the impact it is having on teams so the way the nhl season set up like the regular season, it spans from October to really like the first week of April. It's 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 a pretty like you know long stretch of time when you consider like the amount of days and weeks. But when you also think about how many games are played in an NHL season, it's it's a pretty small amount. Uh, you know, a good example: the Colorado Avalanche are playing 20 games in 38 days to finish off the season. You know, that, that's that's a lot of games. That's you know. A, you're playing every other day. There's back-to-backs there. You know, you don't have a lot of time to really kind of rest your body. And the NHL needs to find a way to fix this, whether that be shortening the schedule, which won't happen, or extending the length of the season, which also probably still won't happen because they like to give that week off before the Cup Finals. They like to have the draft the same day, have free agents the same day every single year. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but like it, they really need to look into figure something out because all it does is bang guys up for playoffs and then makes them play injured, which could just further hurt their career. Yeah, 100%. And Nathan McKinnon has taken wear and tear because of this condensed NHL schedule. Nathan McKinnon has played every single game for the Avalanche thus far for this season. And on Monday night, he got an injury. It doesn't look to be too serious, but it does look like he will be missing his first game of the season. So when you have stars like that going down, you definitely got to take a look at the league and the schedule and think about changing it because, let's be honest, what sells in big leagues? It's stars. There's a reason that LeBron makes the NBA so much money. There's a reason Brady makes the NFL so much money. We need to keep our stars healthy, and if it's going to be wear and tear on Nathan McKinnon, like Az or Sidney Crosby, McDavid, Kucherov, Stamkos, any of those guys, we got to take a look at it and maybe address the situation. Oh, 100%. All right, Chase, we now move on from news to now talk about our playoff predictions. So how we're going to do this is we will go by division. We'll go the three in the Atlantic first, then the three in the Metro, then the two wild cards, and then we'll go three in the Pacific, three in the Central, and then the two wild cards for there as well. Um, Let's actually start with the Western Conference just because it's more boring, let's be honest. Facts. That's big facts. All right, Chase, let's start off with the Central. Who do you have as your top three in the Central Division? So my top three in the Central are actually the three where it is right now as of recording, and I think it will finish similar to this order. Uh, St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, and Dallas Stars, I think those three are just kind of kind of be the teams that finish right there. I think they're the best three teams in the Central right now, and I, I just think it doesn't really adjust anymore. Okay, I agree that St. Louis and Colorado will be on the top. 
That three spot's a little iffy for me. I will also give it to Dallas, though, just because Dallas and their last 10 are three, four, and three. You don't like to see that. While Winnipeg, they've started to surge a little bit. They've won th- their last three games, and they are currently 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. So who knows? Winnipeg could push for that spot, but I'm going to agree with you that the top three teams in the Central are going to stay the same. All right, let's now move on to the Pacific. I'm going to take this one first. So you just sit back, relax, uh, and then listen to my great knowledge that I have in my brain. So okay, th- th- this is going to end – with Vegas on top, they're currently 8-2-0 and in their last 10. Pretty good. Uh, Calgary in second, and Edmonton in third. Huh, strange. Uh, I got the same three teams, but slightly different order, uh, which I know this is boring, but it literally is the order that it's in right now. But when I'm just looking at everything, it's just how I see it's got to be. Uh, Vegas finishing number one with Edmonton two and Calgary three. Uh, I mean, right now that still sets – Edmonton and Calgary up for a Battle of Alberta playoff series, and that's what everybody in the hockey world is hoping for, so I would love this. Yeah, I would have been very frustrated with you if you put Edmonton 1 or Calgary at 4 or something because everyone wants to see Battle of Alberta. We're going to keep it that way in our predictions because how can you not want that, honestly? Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now get to our two wild card spots in the Western Conference. There's a lot of teams vying for it. So who do you have as your two wild card teams in the West? I have as my two teams, Nashville will win the top wild card spot, and then Vancouver will take the second wild card spot, which means the likes of Winnipeg, Minnesota, and Arizona are all missing the playoffs. Okay, that's uh, understandable, but not realistic, as Winnipeg will take the top spot with Nashville getting the second wild card spot. I like the Nashville pick. I think they can perform much better than they have, obviously, over the season. Uh, they've got great players there, a stud decor with Roman Yossi leading the charge. So I like Nashville to make it, as do you. Uh, what do you think puts Vancouver over Winnipeg in your mind? I just think that, you know, Vancouver is going to get a little bit hotter and then Winnipeg's going to get a little bit cooler. You know, Winnipeg, they just, they've really been carried heavy by Connor Hellebuck this year. And I figure at, at some point it's, it's going to break down. I know he's had a couple, like, you know, getting stretches this year where it's not been the best. Uh, but I just think these last 12 games or so, they're going to kind of struggle. And then Vancouver, uh, they, they got 14 more and they're only two points behind. So two games and two points behind, they're able to catch up. And then Nashville, I think, is just like the best team that's sitting outside of the playoffs right now. So I, th- I think they're going to go on a little bit of a surge and finish at that top spot. Understandable. Uh, I g- I'll go Winnipeg over Vancouver just because of experience. I think Vancouver is one year out. They're just a little young still. Um, and then... Yeah, Hellebuck has been doing a ton for Winnipeg. He's the only reason they're in the race. So I'm also hoping that the forwards like Line, Shifley, Wheeler, Ehlers, Connor, even though they're a lot of them are having great seasons, I think they can pick it up a step more. So I'm going to give it to Winnipeg for those two reasons. Yeah, but- I mean, I, I, I hope my, my former classmate Kyle Connor can go to the Cup and they go to the playoffs and win the cup, you know, that'd be cool. But I just, I don't know, I just don't see it. Yeah, for sure. And then Connor Hellebuck, he grew in the Michigan area too, grew up in the Michigan area too. 
and Andrew Cop. They, they just got, and they had Jacob True, but it was just a laundry list of Michigan guys. True. All right, Chase, let's now move on to the Eastern Conference. Let's start with the Metro first because our Tampa Bay Lightning are in the Atlantic. Uh, so we'll leave them for last. For the Metro, who do you have in your top three? Dude, I, it's it's tough because, like, the whole Metro is just struggling except for one team. So uh, I, I think that the Philadelphia Flyers will finish with that top spot in the Metro. I think they finish out the season on a hot streak, but – kind of hit that cold streak in playoffs and struggle come first round. So I'm sure, so I'm beyond upset alert for the Philadelphia Flyers, but I think it'll be Philly with that top spot, Washington with the second spot and then Pittsburgh with the third spot. See, I don't know where to go with this one because I don't know if I want to see Sid versus Ovi, Ovi first round, or if I want to see the battle of PA first round, like battle of a bird on one side, battle of PA on the other. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, but, of course, Sid versus Ovi is always fun to watch, too. However, I think if or out of the three teams, the two teams that I think deserve to go further in the playoffs are Pittsburgh and Washington, not Philly. So I am going to leave it how it is right now with Washington taking that one spot and then having a battle of PA, and then I think uh, the, the Penguins would just win that one. Um, so that's, I mean – you got to think they're going to slow down sometime, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you would think so, but I like, they've just been playing flawless, dude. It, it's it's hard for me to pick against them right now. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely hard to pick against them. They have 10 wins in their last 11 games, so it's absolutely stupid. The Penguins are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. The Capitals are 4-3-3 three and three in their last 10. Uh, I don't think Washington and Pittsburgh will continue to perform this badly in this last little stretch, but... With Philly, how they're playing, it's tough not to pick them number one, and I see exactly why you did it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I know I'm a genius. Yeah, I, I had to I had to give you some recognition because I know you lack some of that in your in your normal life. Yeah, I am a genius. I know. <laughs> what? Okay, <laughs> let's now move on to the Atlantic. I'll take this one first, and it's going to be an easy Boston, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> no way, same. Dog, what are we doing? We're so smart. Yeah, I, like Toronto sucks, so Florida's gonna take that spot. And really, like Florida's the only team competing for that third spot. And one and two, I, I'd say, are virtually set at this point. So there we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Boston or Tampa moving from their spots. Tampa possibly could get that number one spot, but I really don't see it happening with Stamkos being out. And then we're four, five, and one in our last ten, while Boston is seven and three. So. Uh, tough to see our Tampa Bay Lightning move up, but a second-round matchup against Florida would be absolutely awesome. Bully, or a first-round matchup, excuse me. I don't know why I said second round. A first-round matchup against our little brother in the state would be awesome. Then you got Battle of PA, Battle of Alberta, and Battle of Florida. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, well, it definitely would. All right, Chase, let's now finish it off with the wild cards for the Eastern Conference. Go ahead, take it away. Number one wild card will be the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they're kind of finished their Cinderella season with making the playoffs and John Tortorella winning the Jack Adams. And then the number two spot will be the New York Rangers, who I think have just been playing strong enough hockey recently to go on a little bit of a nice run here down the stretch, just squeak into the playoffs, push out the likes of Carolina, the Isles, and the Leafs. 
That's very interesting, and I'm glad that we have two different teams in our wild card in the East, unlike only having one different in the West. But I am going to give my first spot to the Snooze Fest New York Islanders. Uh, They may be boring to watch, but their defensive game is undeniable, and I think that is what puts them over the hump to make the playoffs. They're going to be my number one seed, or my number one wild card, excuse me. And then the number two wild card. I had, I had a tough time with this one. I didn't know if I wanted to go uh, Carolina, Columbus. Uh, the Rangers could vie for a spot, but I'm going to give it to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have not been good this year, that's for sure. But I think on paper, when you look at the names, they are by far the most talented team in the wild card hunt right now. And they just got Morgan Riley back. I think Carolina would be the other team that I put them up against uh, for that number two wildcard spot, and Carolina don't have their starting two goalies. So I give it to Toronto. I can see Columbus. Tortorella's done a great job with this team, but let's be honest, this team is not very skilled. So I'm going to give Toronto my number two seed, my number two wildcard. Here's what I got to say with, with the Islanders really quick. So right now, 2-5-3 and three in the last 10. They've been one of the lesser teams pr- producing in the NHL over this last little bit. Uh, they've got, if I'm not mistaken, that would put them at nine nine more home or away games, and they've been atrocious on the road at 15-14-3. and three. So I, th- I think they struggle enough on the road, don't do enough with their home games, and that just pushes them out of, out of the playoffs there. Well, They've got Barry Trotz, so I'll I'll put my faith in the man, the myth, the legend. Well, I say they finish with right now. Their goal differential is even, and they're going to finish with a negative goal differential and miss the playoffs. I can see them finishing with a negative goal differential and making the playoffs. They're missing. Well, you're wrong. So they're missing. So there you guys have it. That is our predictions. Our new poll is going to coincide with these predictions. Who do you guys agree with for those final two wildcard spots in both the East and the West? Do you agree with Chase? And Chase's thoughts are Nashville and who was the other one? Vancouver in the West. The East was Columbus and the Rangers. So do you agree with Chase that those four teams are going to make playoffs in the wildcard spots? Or do you agree with Mike, who thinks Nashville and Winnipeg will be making the wildcard in the West with Toronto and the Islanders in the East? Or do you agree with neither of us? If you guys agree with neither of us, go ahead, click neither, and then let us know in the comments below. That's going to be our new poll. Uh, You can find that on Bolt's broadcast on Twitter. So, Chase, we got our new poll out there. Let's now get the results for our latest poll. Yes, sir. So our most recent poll was, uh, since we were doing a little bit of prospect talk, figured we'd go on the prospect train and decide who is our best prospect within the Tampa Lightning organization. Uh, 42% of that vote went to Callum Foote. 33% of that vote went to Barry Boulet. And then 8% of that vote went to Alex Volkov, with also 17% going to other, but no one telling us who that other was. So, you know, who, who knows? I, I would assume, you know, someone maybe someone like your before tier, Maxim Kachkovic, is who they're thinking. But re- regardless, the results don't surprise me too much at the end of the day. I would say Callum Foote is also our best prospect, so no surprise they got the most votes. Yep, I agree with you there. So we got the 
poll results out of the way, the new poll out of the way. We got news and the playoff talk out of the way. So that only leaves hockey name of the day, Chase. Yes, it does. It leaves hockey name of the day. All right. So I scrolled down. We got a, a nice German name here. We've If you say it's Julian, I'm going to fight you because it's obviously Julian. And it is Lautenschlager. Well, I'm going to pronounce it how you would pronounce it in his, in his native country. So, so Julian. Ju- Julian. No. Lautenschlager. Julian no. Lautenschlager, otherwise known as Julian Lautenschlager, plays in the German Elite League. So that's that's a DEL right now. Uh, he's a 6'2", 172-pound forward, 23 years old, uh, 1996 birthday. He's from Germany, as we mentioned, uh, playing for the Interholen Roosters. Through 50 games this year, five goals, eight assists, 13 points. So not not a terrible player, you know, a guy who plays a little more of a depth role in his home country. He played a, he was didn't really play international hockey. He was inter- rostered on a lot of international teams, but didn't really get in any games. Uh, so he he's someone who is young. He you know maybe he can get a little better. He'll most likely be a career European player, but you know who knows? Could be a good player for the German league. Yeah, and it's a cool name, and that's all that hockey name of the day is about. It's about the name. It's not about the player behind the name. Is that how that works? Sure, that works. Okay, perfect. All right, so that's the end of the episode, guys. We will now let Chase take it away with an outro. Yeah, so thank you all for listening as always. If you would like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Starts as low as a dollar, goes up from there. Uh, You get different rewards, different donating different price or different price points excuse me uh you know if you guys can support us that way we'd really appreciate it shows us that you care and lets us be able to do more things so you can follow us on twitter at bolts broadcast that is at bolts broadcast that would be the coolest it would also be the coolest if you could follow the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey Podnet. that is at hockey Podnet. while you're at it go to the hockey podcast network.com you can see all 31 teams podcasts right there boom just click on the logo you can listen nice easy peasy lemon squeezy takes it right to the sound card link wherever you're listening rate us five stars uh, leave a comment tweet at us dm us email us call us text us uh knock on my front door visit me at work uh well, you know how, however you can reach out to us yeah, and we'll post Chase's address on the on the Twitter so you guys can go yeah. visit him. But Chase, let's talk about Tankathon real quick because I don't think we have talked about it very much on the show. If you guys are following Hockey Podcast Network, which you guys probably are, you probably already know what it is. You've probably already submitted your Tankathon entry. But basically what it is is there is a website you guys go to. It'll be linked on Hockey Podcast Network uh, or Hockey Podnet on Twitter. Uh, you guys go there. It'll give you a 15-team draft lottery, and then you guys make the selections, take a picture of it, screenshot it, send it in as a reply to the original Tankathon tweet, and then at and retweet it. So, or like at someone and then retweet it, and you guys have a possible chance of winning a $200 gift card to Cool Hockey. Yeah, I mean I, I, that's pretty good. Reward there. Cool hockey's. You know they, they've got some awesome jerseys, got some awesome deals on jerseys. So you know, lucky you if you get, if you get to win that reward because there there are some pretty bomb ass jerseys that I want myself on CoolHockey.com. And let's be honest, 
who doesn't like doing mock drafts? You you do a fifteen a fifteen team mock draft and you can win two hundred bucks from that. That's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a, a great way that the Hockey Podcast Network is reaching out to all hockey communities. Uh, so make sure you guys get in on that. Again, you can find that at Hockey Pod Net on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later.